Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. It is recruitment time. This is the end of the year and many organizations are preparing or are already prepared for 2024. Some places have been hiring new folks to join the work team. Some places are changing out equipment, installing new software, purchasing new vehicles. All sorts of things are being done so that companies and organizations are ready to do even greater business, to be more profitable, to make greater strides in the coming year. Don't be fooled by the numerous office parties and end-of-year social activities into thinking that it is all fun and being merry and after folks come back from Christmas holidays, they will be scrambling around. What are we going to do this for this new year? No, they are already putting things in place. Well, I'm talking to you today, my Christian friend. Are you ready for service for next year? Have you heard a word from the Lord as to what ministry or church activity you are going to focus on? Have you had that talk with Jesus that next year you are going to be a stronger evangelist, a better Sunday school teacher, a more effective singer or musician in church? Well, how about this one? Are you on the mark to be used by the Holy Spirit to win more souls for the kingdom? Yes, 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 I know that you pray about it every day, but get ready, get ready, get ready for service. Today, I want to challenge you to find a passion to win the next generation for Jesus. You heard me. The future development and growth of the kingdom of God is dependent on the next generation with their passion, energy, skills, vibrancy. How about you and me going after them now before it is too late? <laughs> Jesus was 30 years old when he launched his ministry, Luke 3 verse 23, and look at what he did in three years. Not long after he went out around Gal Galilee recruiting, according to Matthew, we get the shortened version of one scenario. In Matthew 4, between verses 18 and 22, Jesus picked up one third of his team in one morning. Jesus just called them and they followed him, Peter and Andrew, James and John. In Luke 5, we see Jesus speaking to a young entrepreneur, Levi, doing some accounting work and just said to the young man, follow me. Levi got up, shut off the computer, picked up his little crossbody bag and followed Jesus. The young man left the company without any notice. He left the company laptop, their cell phone. He did not even call his boss. He just followed Jesus. In a short space of time, Jesus found seven more young men, bringing the team to a total of 12 young Jewish men. And for three years, these guys were trained, coached, schooled, corrected, and equipped by Jesus to change the world. Yes, one casualty occurred, young Judas, but the vacancy did not stay for long, and they brought in Matthias to take over. Twelve young men, 12 followers, 12 enthusiastic and energetic men showed 100% commitment to the mandate Jesus gave them, and they changed the world, starting in Jerusalem, then onto Judea, then over to Samaria, and then they went further afield, the uttermost part of the world. Jesus knew these guys were ready and able. 
Jesus had confidence in them and so he sent Holy Spirit to empower and energize them. We never saw anything that distracted them effectively. Those boys in particular, they stormed the enemy's camp in Jerusalem and fearlessly and boldly preached the gospel. And when they began to meet resistance, aka persecution, they did not run away. They did not go into hiding. They did not deny Jesus. They stood up boldly. One of them who later joined the movement, Saul, who used to be the biggest terrorist, thorn in the flesh antagonist to the people who were Jesus' people in Jerusalem. He had no interest, desire, inclination that he was going to join the Jesus movement. But one encounter with the Holy Spirit on the way to Damascus turned his world around. Who gets saved on a highway? <laughs> Holy Spirit took his passion, zeal, and smarts, and the Holy Spirit turned him into a powerhouse. Saul was a man on a mission. Saul was a man of passion, and he did not slow down. You get the impression that Paul could not keep still, that he did not know what it was to take a sabbatical. He was on the go and never eased up. He preached, wrote letters to churches, spoke out boldly against things like idolatry, homosexuality, debauchery, drunkenness, corruption. As long as it looked or smelled like ungodliness, Paul did not back down. He was all about preaching Jesus. This young man told some people in a letter how serious and committed he was. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. Romans 1 verse 16. What a bold young man. He paid dearly for his boldness and determination to do his Jesus assignment. It, it cost him his life later on, but even when he was facing certain death by execution, Paul said, I am ready to die. I did what I was called to do, and I am now ready to meet my Lord. 2 Timothy 4, 6-8 Now back to you. Please, my friend, it is recruitment time. There's no time like this time. It is time to win some young, enthusiastic, energetic, passionate men and women for Jesus. In 1 John 2 verse 14, there's a little statement. I write to you young men because you are strong. It is right there in the Bible. Come on, my brothers and sisters, stop criticizing them. Stop shaking your heads when you hear of the, of the things that they are engaged in. Every young person is a potential Christian, is a potential evangelist, Bible teacher, musician for the kingdom. We gossip about the ones who are gay, who are in drugs, who wear tattoos, who don't come to church. Change the focus, change the focus, reach them with the gospel and raise them up to be modern day preachers. While you remain in your Jerusalem, as it were, they will go to the uttermost parts of the world with the gospel. Get engaged, my friend, in this recruitment drive, recruiting the next generation for Jesus.